Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast. I hope you're having an awesome start to your week. It is Monday, so we're beginning our week and it is exciting to be alive. Every day that we wake up is a blessing. Every time that we breathe a breath of air is a blessing because we are all just one breath away from eternity. So that means that if we aren't close to God and we aren't saved and we're trying to get there and we want to be saved, that we have another day, we have another opportunity to be with Him and to allow Him to work in our lives. So I'm very thankful for another day. I'm thankful for my family and thankful for so many things in my life that God has provided me with. I woke up this morning and I was just thinking, man, I have a beautiful home, a beautiful family, a beautiful church to go to, an awesome pastor, and I have a lot of people that pour into my life and strengthen me, so I am very blessed, and I owe it all to God and everything that He's done for me and everything that He is going to do. I'm just so excited to be sharing with you what He gave me today. And I hope that everyone out there is blessed because uh, God's God's purpose in our life is to share His message. And that is, our, that is why we are here. We're not just here to wake up every day and go to work and then go to sleep and do the same thing every day until we die. We're, we're here with a purpose. God put us here with a purpose. And that purpose is to share His light and His message with others so that others may have the opportunity that we have to be close to Him and to be children of God. So the message that we're going to start with today is um, an awesome message. I think that we all uh, can benefit from it. Myself, I'm, I definitely can benefit from it. So that's what I love about God is He always gives you something, not just for everyone else, but for yourself as well. Every single message we can apply to ourselves in some way shape or form so uh, the book that I'm going to be reading from today I'm actually going to read from Proverbs and Matthew so we will turn to Proverbs first Proverbs 23 7 chapter 23 verse 7 says for as a man thinketh in his heart so is he and it actually says some other things too but we're going to stop right there because that's really all we need for our message today as a man, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Then I'm going to move you to Matthew 12, 35. That's chapter 12, verse 35. And that verse says, this is Jesus speaking, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So we have two verses from two different chapters that is talking about the heart. One is talking about... Um, a man thinking things and that revealing what is in his heart and also when that reveals itself out of the mouth when the man speaketh out of the mouth that reveals the abundance of what he is thinking or what he is becoming that word that phrase so is he that can be translated as what you are becoming so for as a man thinketh in his heart Whatever you're thinking in your heart, you are becoming. That is the person you are becoming. So, we're going to be talking about that today. 
The title of the message is Voices. Simply one word, Voices. Lord, you are so good and you're always good. And we appreciate everything that you do for us on a daily basis. We appreciate your voice in our life. We appreciate your leadership and your wisdom. And we want you to teach us today to recognize your voice more and to allow us to benefit from that recognition. And we ask that you lead us and you guide us in everything that we do, even the simplest of things in our life. Guide us and lead us down the path that you want us to go down. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. All right. So a voice, we all know that a voice is a powerful thing. And some voices in our life can be sweet, like sweet music to you, like listening to nice, calming, relaxing music. And they... Those voices that are in our life that are like that, they bring joy, they bring happiness, they bring peace. Some voices, however, are like nails on a chalkboard. Uh, they bring irritation and grief and pain, and sometimes they bring anxiety and stress to our life. It was once said, I forget who it was, but um, someone once said that the voice is much like the eyes it's it's a mirror into one's soul and if we compare that to the scripture that that quote that is exactly right because that's what the scripture was talking about is that what's in your heart is going to be revealed somehow some way uh, whether it's your thoughts or whether it's the things that are coming out of your mouth so our voice, especially what we say and what comes out of our mouth, is a mirror into our soul. And it's a picture of one's innermost desires. It carries the secrets of the heart. And it gives them verbal meaning and relevance. So whatever's in your heart, when it comes out of your mouth, your voice gives that in your heart verbal meaning so you can if you just sit back and talk to someone and just listen for a little while you're going to be able to recognize what type of person they are just by listening to the things that come out of their mouth and listening to what they say and how they interact with other people around them so it just might take a little time but eventually you will get to the root of who that person is and what their character entails. Um, many, many people who have lost loved ones, they say that when they're asked, they ask them, what is the, what is the thing that you miss the most? They, they usually say, a high majority of them say that they miss their voice the most. And they're at, they ask them, you know, specifically, if you could have one thing back except obviously the physical presence of your loved one what would you want back and the majority of them said I would give anything to hear their voice just one more time and a lot of them thought about the memories and the movies you know that they had and the voice recordings and the different things that they used to remember this person by but nothing replaced the power of life in their audible voice and what struck me about that statement uh, 
was that phrase, the power of life in their voice. Is we don't realize how sometimes how powerful our voices are. And as the Bible says, our tongue, which manufactures our ability to speak, has the power of life and death. And I just thought that that was really interesting how they said that nothing replaces the power of life in that real, living, audible voice. And then the Bible says that the power of your tongue, the power of your voice has the power to instill life in someone or to instill death. And our voices have great power, the power to uplift and encourage while others the power to tear down and destroy people around us unconsciously they form opinions about us based on the tone of our voice and if we aren't careful we can cause someone grave harm from the things that come out of our mouth but more importantly what helps shape our voice and what influences us and what shapes the way that we use it what helps mold it into what it will be what it why is it so important the answer to these questions is simple our voice reveals our character our character is who we are and who we are becoming that's what the bible's really talking about because we have three parts to us we have our personality we have our character and, and our, um, I just, just escaped my mind what the other one was. Oh, I think it's our temperament. Um, so, uh, number one, our personality is the person that we show the world. That's, that's who we show the world. It's a, it's a facade. It's not really who we are. It's just our personality can be adapted to different situations. You know, we can be in a one environment and act a certain way and then in another environment and act another way. So our personality can fluctuate depending on the environment or the world that we are in. So that is the face that we put on for the world to see. Our temperament is pretty much, uh, we're born with our temperament. It's an innate ability. It, our temperament is just who we are. Some people are high strung. They have a lot of energy. Some people are calm and relaxed. And usually that doesn't change over time. That's usually just who you are. Uh, but your character is who you really are. So that that is the most important part about you. It's who you are and who you are becoming. Proverbs, like we said, 23.7 says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then as we said, Jesus in 12.34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So in other words, what comes out of your mouth is who you are. It is who you are becoming. So if you're constantly belittling people, if you're constantly cussing up a storm like a sailor, if you're constantly, nothing that nothing but negative things comes out of your mouth and you have nothing positive to say, then that is who you are. You are becoming a negative person or you already are a negative person or an angry person. Your voice reveals your true self. It reveals your character. It reveals all of its flaws and it reveals some of its perfections. But most importantly, it reveals, and I want you to really think about this and get this part right here. Most importantly, it reveals 
the source of the influences you are entertaining and allowing to shape your life and the way you see and interact with the world. Once again, it reveals the source of the influences that you are allowing to shape your life. There are two forces that influence your thought process. One is the devil and his spiritual depravity. And the other is God and his spiritual awakening. There are no other influences. Every influence in the world is governed by one or the other. It's either governed by the king of this world, which is the devil, or it's governed by the king of eternity, which is God. So whatever the influence is in, in, in your life, it is governed by one of those two forces. You're either walking closer to God and spiritual awakening, or you are walking closer to spiritual depravity. So, and why is this war so important? Because the prize for this internal war raging in your mind is your soul. Because your soul contains your character. It is who you are and your voice reveals who you are allowing to shape that character. We know who exactly we are listening to when our voice transitions that to our actions. So when your voice either says it or you either do it, then that is a transition from what's in your heart to an external source, which is your voice or your actions. That shows people what's inside you. That shows people who you are. You aren't responsible for thoughts. I mean, I think about it. I've, I've had a thought one time. I was telling Evan, my son, the other day, because we were actually talking about this, and maybe this is what kind of sparked this message. We were talking about thoughts and what you're responsible for and what you're not. And, you know, you're not responsible for any thought that comes in your mind, no matter how crazy it is. I mean, who hasn't thought about possibly robbing a bank and becoming a just one time God just let me do it one time I want to rob a bank I'll be I just all I need is a million and I'll be fine I'll never rob a bank again that thought has entered my mind if I'm, and other crazy thoughts have entered my mind but I haven't actually uh, verbalized that I want to do that or transitioned that into actually doing it so no matter what crazy thoughts come through your head you are not responsible. I heard one person say that it's like a bird flying around and, you know, dropping it, dropping an egg in your head and, and, um, or it's kind of like seeds actually. I'm not even saying it right, but, uh, you're not responsible. You'll have birds fly through your head and plant seeds in your brain. And, and, um, if you decide to water those seeds, then yeah, you're going to probably, end up doing something you probably shouldn't do but if you don't water them and you don't entertain them then they can't um, affect your life in a negative way especially if they're negative so you're not responsible for any thoughts that fly through your head you're responsible for your words and your actions the bible says that every idle word spoken will be accounted for so even the words spoken under your breath god is taking account for those words that are spoken under your breath. You know, someone cuts you off and you speak something under your breath. <laughs> you know, God is counting those words. He's counting those thoughts. So, I'm sorry, not the thoughts, but he's counting the words that come out of your mouth, even if they're idle words. So we, because eventually those idle words, tra they transition into 
verbally attacking someone or verbally saying what we're going to say to some what we said idly eventually they will be said verbally to someone so that's why idle words are also important to god because idle words usually uh, manifest themselves verbally uh, to where someone can audibly hear them it also says be ye holy for i am holy that means your voice and your actions must resemble god and his voice and his actions so the easiest the easiest marker for us is Jesus said to pick up your cross and follow me. So if we're going to do something if we, and we ask ourselves, you know, would Jesus do this? Well, then I probably shouldn't do it if it's wrong or I probably shouldn't say it if it's wrong. So that's the easiest. That's always going to be the easiest marker to um, compare ourselves to. We don't compare ourselves to people. Uh, we compare ourselves to Jesus. Because people, even if they're a pastor or a preacher or, you know, just a minister or anybody in the church, they don't even have to be a minister. I mean, everybody, we are all ministers of the gospel. We are all, our purpose once we're saved is to minister to people. So you don't have to be labeled a minister. So even people in the church that we look up to, um, we're not supposed to compare ourselves to them or judge our salvation through them. We're supposed to compare it to Jesus. He is the marker. Now, Job, Job had had to know the difference between God's voice and the enemies. Think about Job. He knew that, sorry, um, I'm kind of off my message here. So hold on one second. Apologize. So yes, the voices of the voices that so the Bible says that every word is spoken, every idle word will be accounted for. So that means that your voice and your actions must resemble God. So we must our, our marker is Jesus. Now imagine Job. Back to Job. If we imagine him, would imagine if he would have listened to his friends and wife? They're all sitting there ridiculing him, telling him he's a failure, that God is mad at him, and he should curse God and die. And notice. How many bad influences and voices that he had surrounding him. Their true character came out. Who they were came out when Job was suffering the most. But he never cursed God and he continued to stay faithful. Despite losing everything he had, Job's character stayed intact. And his actions revealed whose voice he was still trusting and listening to. It was God's voice. He didn't listen to all the people that were around him because they were horrible examples and they were not supportive. And the voices, if he would have listened to them, man, he, we would have had a different story and a different ending when it came to Job. But his character, he knew God's voice and he knew that he, who he was uh, was contingent on God and his voice in his life, not all these other voices. So he stayed faithful because he knew who God was and what his voice sounded like and what it meant to follow it. Job had a relationship with God and he knew, he knew the difference. And like Job, we have to know the difference between God's voice and the enemies. He knew how to silence those voices in his world and was familiar with the voice of God. Like Job, we also need to filter those voices out of our life, whether it's media, friends, family, television, music, everything that we come into contact with has a message. Every song that you hear, every show that you watch, 
I mean, there's so many things that they're trying to say, even subliminal messages that they're trying to get into our children and into our family and into our marriages and into our relationships that we need to learn how to cipher out and that we need to learn how to decide which voice is wrong for us and steering us in the wrong direction and which voice is right. So it's important for us uh, to surround ourselves with people that speak life into us and steer us more towards God than in the other direction. And we need to know what's good for us and what is bad for us. God's voice obviously is good for us. It's the most important voice in our life. It is the only one that will always end with what is good for us. Because as the scripture says, um, all things, all things are good for them that love God. God will turn anything, even if it's bad, for your good. So his voice is the only voice that we want to listen to. But in order to decipher who is who, we need to know how they speak to us. So for example, when God stills you, which means he causes calm in you and causes patience, he stills you, he rests your soul, he gives you stillness, the devil will rush you. So if you hear a voice that's trying to rush you, most likely it's the devil. Um, God will steal your soul. He will make you feel calm and at peace. When God leads you, the devil pushes you. So the devil will push you into things really quickly and rush you while God steals you and he leads you calmly and gently into what he wants you to do. He leads the way. The, notice the devil pushes you you are the leader. He's pushing you to lead your own life. The de God on the opposite end leads you. He's leading. We're following. When God reassures you, the devil frightens you. So when you are frightened about something or you have fear that is overwhelming you, that is a, that is, that is a spiritual... Having too much fear, that's spiritual warfare. That is a spirit that you don't want. God always reassures you. He says, you know what? It's going to be hard. It might be a little scary, but you can do it, right? The voice of the devil is much different. It's like, you can't do it. Don't do it. You, you, you can't accomplish it. No one's going to trust you. you. You've never done anything like this, so you know, don't do it. Uh, he instills fear in you so where, to where you don't even take a step forward to try to do it. When God enlightens you, the devil confuses you. So God will give you enlightenment. He will give you revelation. The devil will confuse you. Remember, he's the author of confusion. He, he operates in deception. So when God encourages you, the devil discourages you. And when God comforts you, the devil worries you. When God calms you, the devil obsesses you. He causes you to be obsessed about things. That does not create calmness in your soul. It does not create calmness in your mind. When God convicts you, the devil condemns you. Now, conviction and con condemnation are two different things. Convicting you is saying, you're about to do something wrong. God's like, no, no, I don't, I don't think you should do that. That voice comes in and it tells you that that's wrong. You probably should not do that. It's trying to steer you away from what you're about to do. That's conviction. That's from God. The devil condemns you. Condemnation is different. When you make a mistake, he will come in and he will say, you're worthless. You're, look at you. You're, you're not a worthy Christian. You should just quit. You should stop going to church. Stop reading your Bible. I can't believe you did that. 
But yet he's actually the one who's telling us to do it and encouraging us to do it. And he's the very same one who turns on us when we do do it and condemns us for it. So that's the difference between conviction. Conviction is good. Conviction keeps you from doing things that you shouldn't do. Condemnation is from the devil. The God, the devil wants you to believe that God is condemning you because he doesn't, he wants you to start accusing God and turning against God. But it is him that encourages you to do something wrong. And then when you do it, it is the very same person, the devil that condemns you for it. God convicts you and forgives you. The devil encourages you to do it and condemns you. So that is the difference between those two. Now notice the enemy's voice will always contradict God's voice. It will always be negative, discouraging, and the opposite of the word of God. The Bible says that the devil roams the earth like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. His job is to destroy you, to destroy our minds, to corrupt our hearts, to pollute our souls, our spirits. He wants to use your voice as an instrument of destruction and confusion. Think about that. The devil also knows how powerful your voice is. And he wants you to you think about how many voices are being used right now to destroy our world and to be destructive. Mainly the media and a lot of our politicians and a lot of people that are supposed to be leading us are actually using their voice to divide us and to destroy us and to confuse us. However, I just want to say this. God has other plans for your voice. He plans to use it as a light in this dark world. Despite all of the voices that we hear around us. To be salt in this flavor, flavorless world. Your voice for Jesus carries eternal weight. It carries with it a pathway to salvation. It carries with it your testimony of redemption and forgiveness. So don't let the enemy silence what God is doing for you. Don't let him silence your voice. Don't let him steal your joy or your peace. Don't let him influence your voice for evil. Allow God to be the voice of reason, the voice of triumph, the voice of wisdom in your life. So be, once again, be careful of what voices you allow into your life. And most importantly, because when you allow certain voices in your life, they are now allowed into your family's life, into your children's life, into your marriage life, into your relationship life, into your everyday interactions with people. We have so many competing voices in the world and we need to surround ourselves with voices that are going to speak life into your soul, life into your family, life into your marriage, life into your children and not death. We want to, we want spiritual life spoken into our family and into our life and the people surrounding us and not things that are going to bring us closer to spiritual death and spiritual separation from God. I love, I sincerely love and appreciate everybody that is listening, everybody that shares these messages. Uh, people are being touched. I hear lots of feedback and I'm just so happy that God is using these messages that he's given me. I'm just an instrument once again. He is the orchestrator so I give him all the glory and the honor for everything that he's doing. Um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. So I appreciate his voice. And I don't ever want to lose. I think that would be the worst thing in the world to lose God's 
voice, to stop hearing him speak to me. And to have that type of separation, that would be a very scary thing. So I'm going to pray right now, dear God, that we allow your voice to be spoken in our life and we allow you to influence us and we and give us the power the wisdom and the knowledge to decipher which voices are good for us and which voices are negative and bringing us away from you we want voices in our life to bring us closer to you we want relationships in our life that bring us closer to you people in our life with good character good morals good values to bring us closer to you as you said iron sharpens iron and we need more iron in our life we need more positive things and positive people in our life we need most importantly we pray for your wisdom in these last days we pray that we are not deceived that we are not easily uh, swayed away from your path and your will for our life and we ask that you continue to be the leader of our life and the leading voice in our life and we pray in Jesus name amen well I hope you guys have a good start to your week and I hope that the rest of your week is blessed and that your family's blessed and that you are blessed and I will be praying for you all my listeners and I appreciate your prayers as well have an amazing week and God bless you